on a daily out the kindness of my heart, just like that's all in my life. But I want to definitely be remembered for that. Um, and for being a bad bitch, <laughs> one of the baddest. <laughs> Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to thehiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. All right. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I'm here. We're back for another episode. I'm super excited about my next guest, the one and only Narissa Boss Bay. Uh, You will have seen her doing some amazing things. I mean, you've had a very big 2023, to say the least. Two EPs you dropped this year. You have Shaded, the most recent, and then The Kitchen came out as well at the at the start of the year you've got singles uh i i was like is it stingy or stingy i'm gonna assume it's stingy um yeah okay good i was like oh please get that right uh like (laughs) (laughs) and then you got participation as well that came out most recently um so yeah it's been a pretty great year for you and then you've got your own businesses going on the side as well so yeah i don't know how you manage to do it with all the time that it must take. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Like uh, sacrifices in um some, you know, areas of life, you know what I'm saying? But uh it's like it, when it's doing bad, it's it's your fault when it's doing good, it's you know, it's 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 your credit, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like I just try to go as hard as I can, you know. Sometimes I burn that candle on both ends, but you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> well you said sacrifices. What sacrifice are you talking about? Um, so, okay. Um, if we're being real, like if we're going to be transparent, like, so my store is near, um, the neighborhood I grew up in. And so like, anytime that I feel like my store is like in jeopardy or like, it's like doing bad, you know, I like to go closer to my store and take away everything from like myself, you know what I'm saying? And just grind. Um, my parents, like we grew up over there. Uh, I grew up over there. So we um, like Slauson, Crenshaw district. Um, And so basically uh, like my parents, we started off like on, you know, like the more rough side. Then we went to the more like medium rough. And then now my parents, they're still together. They have a house like in the, you know, um, affluent black area in Los Angeles, like the Slauson Hills, if you want to call it like Janae, she references it sometimes, you know, um, but yeah, that's where they are. And um, sometimes I go there and I stay with them and I just don't, you know, have like a, you know, nice apartment, like, and just be like outside, just, you know, getting into shit, you know? So um, yeah, that's a sacrifice, like going there so I can focus and um, like just take away all my distractions, you know, it's kind of like a um, not a retreat, but like um, re- rehab, like kind of like when I go stay with my parents, because I kind of like, um, you know, just get back to myself a little bit and I can like, you know, regroup and reassess. So that's like a major sacrifice because I feel like, you know, my freedom, 
my boss Bayness is like, eh, you know, but it's a sacrifice and it's a part of it's a part of the boss bay journey, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm just, you know, blessed to even have that in my life where I can go to my parents' house and, you know, regroup. So like, yeah, even when I watch the Kardashians and shit, Kim be staying at her mama house and shit. So I'm like, yeah, it's a part of the boss bay. It's a part of the boss bay story. You gotta, you gotta um balance it out. And so I feel like um Right now, I'm in just in a place where I, I want to buy real estate. My parents are big in real estate, so like I'm just trying to soak up all the game I can. You know what I'm saying, and um, put put the boss bay level uh, up a little higher, set the bar a little higher. But it's weird, like because I think you know, being the boss bay personality twenty four seven, it must be exhausting though. So I, I when you say things like that, where like you have time away, you go back to reality, you spend time with your family. It's kind of like good to reset, put things in perspective again and have that yeah. time out. Like I don't like being the boss 24 seven. I need my time to be like, Hey, I want to chill and I want to have balance in my life. I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the boss and be the persona that we're playing all the time. So it must be at least good for like mentally to just be able to reset and come back energized. The good thing about like me and Boss Bay, like Boss Bay, the brand came from my real life as like, you know, I'm I was living it, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like I'm always Boss Bay and it Boss Bay is what I say it is, because it's me. So I don't really ever feel like I gotta live up to like something. I really don't feel like that, but it is like pressure to stay consistent and stay visible, you know what I'm saying? And that's the more difficult part like not being as visible um and not being as like um, content creation like you know just taking that break away from like that that's that's more of like the difficult part for me but yeah like maybe not showcasing myself as a brand is like difficult but other than that like I really don't feel like I have to like pressure myself to live up to nothing so how do you deal with the pressures though of the content creator I don't know like <laughs> I don't know because it is like sometimes well right now I just find myself just you know like I'm I'm thinking like my relationship with God is just more important right now so I want to like get that you know just all the way a hundred percent you know what I'm saying and so I just feel like again sacrifice is a part of like you know good things coming so that's where I'm at with it so interesting that you said that your it's your relationship with God that you're working on. To be yeah. honest, I I never know what to expect when I do interviews, but I for whatever reason didn't expect that to be like a really big priority. So now I'm interested in like why spirituality and why connection to that is a priority for you. Because I always just I feel blessed and I feel grateful and you know like I feel sometimes I feel so blessed and so grateful that I feel like it's like this little piece of glass that's just gonna crack like you know what I'm saying and it's like I feel like the only thing that can either strengthen it or prepare me for any cracks is my relationship with God so that's kind of like how I see it and I just feel like that's it's like if somebody is doing for you and giving to you, you know what I'm saying? And you want to have a strong relationship. You want to like, you know, you want to nurture it because I've given to people and I've, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you've given to people and it's not reciprocated or whatever. And it's just like, it's a white feeling. So I don't want God to feel like that about me. 
Yeah. I th- I don't know. I think you what you put out into the world, you get in return. I feel I'm very big believer yeah. in like the energy that you give and the right. the value that you I give. Feel, yeah. I feel like it's unlimited. Like it it can just come out of me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's it's so weird. I think the older you get, the more introspective you start to become and the more you it's start true. to look at it. It's true. Mhm. It's true. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. clearly working for you so far. So, I mean, I'm always like keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, like I'm I'm working on a project right now. Um it's pretty good. It's it's um I'm working on it with um Mike and Keys and Mars. Um, these producers out of LA, they're really fire. So I'm in good hands and we're making some fire shit. Do you have timelines on that project? Um, <laughs> um I had seen now that's that pressure. That's what I hate. Yeah, the, the yeah. But no, um, we were just working, I think definitely 2024. So it's going to be, you know, early 2024 and it's going to be a vibe. Yeah. Hey, you can't blame me. I've been doing this for just a little while. I know as soon as I hear project, I have to ask timelines. I know your fans are going to be like, when's new music? That's the the ta- challenge of a fan is like, no matter yeah. how good the last song was, they always want the next one. Right. That's why I feel like with um, me, I like to do my projects um, like, you know, I really like to like focus on the the art of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like even like down to the pictures and the videos, like I really like to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really want to rush that on some like got to be consistent, got to be consistent, got to be consistent. Like I just feel like I want to have the music like on some like this shit is like, no, this shit is some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this going to hit for sure. It's undeniable. That is what I want to have for this next project. So I'm like, I'm not even on no rushy, on no rushy rush, but yeah. Yeah. Is it an album or an EP? It's like, it's an EP. A good seven songs. I think I'm going to do a good seven. Yeah. Seven tracks. I mean, that's, I mean, you're pushing album length at seven tracks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seven is cute though. Well, it's good news for my brother. He's born on the seventh, so he'll be like, "Well, it's cute." And to be fair, he loves saying "cute." That's what he he he. That's the way he describes anything these days. Is like everything's cute, and I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like a good. I, I just I use a lot of different adjectives, but "cute" is a, one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you find that like? you know, your vocabulary has evolved and therefore your music has evolved with like, as time goes on, you start being more flexible with words. You start to become better at expressing yourself. And then obviously you can put that into your music. Yeah, for sure. But I think just with anything like practice, you just start to do get better and better. Cause like I'll write some sh- before, like I will like record it, like cause I record myself. So I was so happy I was recording myself that I was just like whatever came out. I was like, yeah, this is it right here. Like, <laughs> and so now like I'll record the first one and I'll come through that, and then I'll come through that, and then I'll come through it again, and like try to make different words that's just are like real blatant or real out there. I try to like give it more of a you know, give it more of an analogy, a bar, something figurative, you know, 
like not, like take a cuss word out and like say it better, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. The more I talk to people like yourself, the more it reminds me how difficult it is to be a musician and to be a rapper and to have the bars. I mean, the, as difficult as this is to a lot of people, all I do is talk on this show. And to me, that is like the easiest thing in the world. It's just all I get to do is have conversations and that is like the most fun. But for y'all to actually be thinking very critically about what content you have, about what word fits where, about coming in and changing it. Like, I think a lot of people take that for granted. Yeah, it's really like, it's kind of, you just have to really focus on it. Like your branding, like your aesthetic, your just everything that you want to put out to the world. I feel like you have to really like think about it because it's going to be up there forever and you just got to like think about how you want people to like remember you. And that's what I think about the most too. That keeps me being like, don't want them to see this. Like, <laughs> don't want that to be my story. Do you think, so do you think about how you want to be remembered often? Mm, yeah, I think I do. Yes, for sure. I feel like it's a part of what I do um, and why I do it. It's, like my legacy for sure. So I think about it a lot. I mean, that walks straight into my next question, which is what do you, what do you want to be remembered for? Like if you had to cast the crystal ball 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line and you get to look back at your career and obviously you've accomplished whatever you've accomplished, what does that look like and how do you want to be described? So I definitely... Uh, I definitely will want to be remembered by for inspiring like and motivating like people to execute shit like you know what I'm saying like I feel like I want to be a model citizen for that and also for helping people like on some selfless Mother Teresa shit like you know what I'm saying like I really feel like um I do that like on a daily out the kindness of my heart just like that's how I live my life but I want to definitely be remembered for that um and for being a bad bitch, one of the baddest, okay? <laughs> Going down in history is one of the baddest, period. Um, so, and, and you know, for making people laugh too, like, um, yeah, like I want to introduce my comical side of my music into this new era. So that's coming too. Like, basically, I did like this, like, you know, Little Dicky. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so I feel like um, I have a little small EP that's kind of like, it's kind of like that kind of vibe, but it's more me, you know, it's not really him, but it's like in the sense of like rapping on some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> not the typical shit. Yeah. I love that. I mean, but it's yeah, I, I think that's so, so I love that. Like there are artists that are willing to do that and that are like willing to like push the boundaries of what like hip hop is and rap is and, and it doesn't have to be the traditional subject. It doesn't have to be the traditional stuff. But, like, I'm going to definitely put out some shit that's, like, you know, funny as fuck, shocking all vibes right before I, you know, come through with the – or at the same time, I'm not – I haven't decided yet, but I, I want to introduce my comical music in this next phase of Narissa for sure. Well, I got to say, I never expected you to use the phrases Mother Teresa shit and <laughs> badass bitch. 
together. <laughs> yes, because imagine if Mother Teresa was bomb as fuck. We will remember her a little bit more, I think. I don't yeah. know if she was not saying that she wasn't bombed like that, but she was a nun. You know what I'm saying? So she didn't, it wasn't given that. It wasn't given like, I'm here to be a badass bitch, you know? Yeah. I wonder how, I'm, I'm sure they, even if she was, she wouldn't speak that way back in those no. days. Yeah. Hey, uh, a fox. A <laughs> foxy, foxy lady. <laughs> foxy lady. Although, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just like, oh, she would probably be Mother Fox, maybe. That it, they'd change her name. I could call me Mother Fox. Hey, that's your alter ego. Hello, look at look at us creating. <laughs> Nabushka, that's me. Okay. Uh, I mean, because I, what I read about you, um, obviously, before was you're the middle of five kids. No, that's no? not. I don't. That's not read true. That. I read that on no. your Spotify. Really? Yeah. Five? Yeah, they messed that up then. Um, yeah. yeah, but no, no, I have, I'm, 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 it's basically three of us um, because my mom, she raised her sister's son, so he grew up with us, but mm. I have a younger brother. My parents, they have two kids, me and my younger brother, and then they raised my older brother. So I'm kind of the middle child, but I'm like, I'm kind of the older sister at the same time. So- do you have the middle child vibes or do you like feel like the older sibling? No, not really because my um my older brother, he's LGBTQ, S-P-H-S, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yes, like he, growing up with him was crazy, okay? It was like having a sister, a brother, like it was just, it was very funny, first of all. So I grew up very like laughing, very loud okay and then my younger brother he kind of was he kind of did his thing you know what i'm saying but we're close in age too so but then i would be like an older sister too to my older brother because it was just like he needed me to you know snatch him he he needed me to snatch him into a reality a couple times why what was going on nothing just you know life growing up (laughs) like just growing up and it's like growing up gay and you know trying to figure out you know how you gonna come out that's that's the whole thing like that was a whole era like he, uh, you know that so I just kind of was like girl it's cool like <laughs> I, you know I'm gonna love you the same shit come on out how was so that was for cool. your brother like obviously it's not a community that I grew up with and obviously not you know obviously different countries different cities but how was that for for him growing up? Um, he was just, you know, it was hard. Like he he fought it for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And then it was like he 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 fought it for a while and he just ended up having to he his true self just took over. You know what I'm saying? He's he his real self just came into play. Like when he was in like the ninth grade, he was just like, This is me, like, and I'm just you know, like ninth, tenth grade, he was like, I'm not fucking pretending no more. Like, I gotta just be myself. So that just, you know, I think that's what did it for him. Yeah. And how were you how was your family about that? I'm sure they were supportive. My parents were like happy. Yeah, happy yeah. that he came out that he can be himself. Like like life just kind of 
it just like he went from being like resistant and just like not fucking with nobody, you know what I'm saying? To like we was all able to be like, yes, okay. Now that we got that out the way, <laughs> let's keep living. Like, what's up? Like, you know? Um, so it was cool. Like, cause he we we just wanted him to be able to be himself. So yeah. I feel like I was happy when he came out. I was very happy. Yeah, I think it's liberating. Like you feel you have this secret that you have to hide. You don't know how people will react. Um, and everyone's heard stories of like poor reactions from people and everyone's heard all these things. So it must have been just relief, like a weight is lifted off the shoulders. It was definitely giving weight lifted off shoulders. Definitely giving weight lifted off shoulders because it's just a lot, like trying to hide that. that it's just too much. Yeah. I mean, I am thankful that we in a world that like you can just be you and people yeah. are just like yeah you do you man like you whatever you want to do whatever that is you do you do it do it to the fullest yeah and then okay. well that's what you're doing so i am you just made it re- you you just you made it sound real good like i like how you made it sound. i love that so yeah i'm like i did put out two mixtapes you're right yeah i mean <laughs> Where, can I be honest? No one thinks about the work that they do, and then they come on the show, and I'm like, "This is what you did," and they're like, "Oh wow, you made it sound so good." And I'm like, "I just wrapped it up in a neat little bow. I did nothing. You did all the work." Right. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Um. But yeah, does that mean that you've got high expectations of 2024 in terms of the next things that you're going to be ticking off? I really don't like expectations. The expectation word is is just not one of my words. I just so I'm just going with the flow, you know. And um, I'm trying to t- turn the flow up a little bit. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm going with the flow. I just want to stay blessed and stay prayed up and just stay focused. And you know, I want to get more get get more into my my therapy bag in 2024. So I know that's gonna turn me up. Um, so yeah. Tell me more about the therapy bag. I want to know what I just that feel is. Like I need to find a good one. I've tried like four different people and it's like, I'm still not there yet. I still haven't found my person. Like, you know, my, my therapist that I'm like, yes, bitch, we going to get through this or <laughs> yes, sir, we going to get through this. You know, um, <clears throat> I haven't found that person yet. So I'm still looking, you know, and I'm going to find them. What type of person are you looking for? Maybe we can find it through the show. I really don't know, you know, like, I don't know if I want it to be a man or a woman. I feel like I just need to meet them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe an older woman or maybe a younger woman, younger man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel what's like the, I just, when I meet them, I'll know. What's the vibe you're looking for? Like, what is the the energy? Um... I need like to do the work. You know what I'm saying? I need to do the work. So I need harsh truths and things mm. like that. And I need somebody that's not going to be like babysitting me in a way. So yeah, I need somebody not, yeah, I need somebody a little stern. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I had a similar conversation with my friends literally yesterday. I was in Sydney to visit one of my, my friends and I was like, Hey man, if you ever feel like I'm not doing the right thing, I need you to 
call me out on it. I never want to be in a position where you don't tell me and then you think about it. I'm like, tell me. I'm going to react poorly. Heads up. I'm not going to take it well, but I need you to tell me. And then a- me and my friend, we got a we got a we got a code word for that. It's called cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a hard truth. I'll be like, bitch, cutthroat, cutthroat. Like, what is, what is it giving? Cutthroat, please just cutthroat me. And so it gives that free space for your friend to be like, all right, bitch, I'm not feeling that. Like, or, you know, like it gives open that open communication. Yeah. Oh, I definitely need it. And I'm like, prepare for a bad reaction, but know that I'm very appreciative and that like two days later, I'm going to be like, thank you. I needed to yeah. hear that and I needed it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you deal with cutthroat truth? I, 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 I'm when I'm ready for it, I, I take it in, you know, because nine times out of 10, I already know it's the truth. Like, you know, mm. so, yeah. That's what it is. I think you get called out on your bullshit that you already know, and then you have to deal with it. Yep. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> It's all it's all a part of the growing process. It's all the it's all a part of the boss bay um, energy. You know what I'm saying? Like getting better and better, and that's just what it is. Yeah. Well, I started writing every day this year. That was like my New Year's resolutions, which I never do New Year's resolutions because I can never keep them. But this year, I was like, I'm going to do a thought a day for 365 days of the year, and it's been so good. Like it's been so helpful to like write things down. Oh, yeah. The other day, my mom was cleaning the garage and she found my journal from one of my journals. I always journal. So I keep a lot of journals. I got a whole library full of them um, from just my me growing up. And um, I found one of them, but it was like Polaroids in there and it was like stories next to them and just all types of stuff. Like, you know, what I was going through at the time, like in where I was living. And then it was just so crazy. I, and I was just reading it like it was a book. Cause it was just. So, fucking t- <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah. Was there anything that you were like, Oh yeah. I can't believe I thought that or anything that surprised you reading it again. Yes, of course. I was like, um, First of all, I recorded my first studio session um, like um, when I wasn't basically because I have been recording myself for like a year and a half, two years. And I, I always used to go to a studio. So I had recorded like wrote down like the mood of my first session out back out the house or whatever. I, I recorded. I went to Philly. I took a trip to Philly and I wrote down every food place that I ate and the vibe that was in there. So that was lit. And when I put down what I ate, it was good. Like it was like a little yelp, but it was like a story. It was so, it was so cool. I was like, this is just so cool. Yeah. I mean, you must've been like, it's, it's me, but it's just a younger version of me. Just like, it's weird. I'm the same person. I like that. A thought a day, you know, that's bomb. You can have, you can sell that as a book at the end of the year. Like, you know. That's what I was actually thinking about. I was like, I don't know if it'll be a book, but I don't know until it's finished. And I haven't reread any of the days. Like I've just written and then I let go. And then, but I have an idea of like, I have. Or if it's like a little book, made a little book for somebody else to write their thought a day. You know what I'm saying? That is a good idea. You know, boss bay, I did just thinking. 
Yeah, all right. Yeah. This is magic. I'm going to have to consult you on my on my book publishing deals because um, I also had the idea to, if I will, uh, <laughs> I had the idea also to do the audio book, but to do it from the perspective of like a man and then perspective of a female and then have two different voices and change the genders. I'm actually, when I write, I'm very careful. I don't really put many genders. I don't reveal my gender in it. I don't because I like the idea that anyone could read it and feel like, okay, that could be me. So I have the idea of like, if I was to do an audio book, I'd have like a female voice and a male voice. And then you could choose which one you wanted to listen to. Right. That's cute. I like that. That sounds cute. The Valentine's day. Yeah. I mean, I got to finish. I got, it's not that long left. I got like, bless you. I got like 30 odd days to go or something like that. <laughs> a sneezy little thing. Hey, it happens. Yeah. The Santa Ana winds over here been come. It's been windy and a little cold. So it's been like, eh, yeah, what is winter like in LA? <clears throat> we don't really have winter. It's just cold. It just gets colder and then it warms back up. When everybody else is kind of warming back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Lois is like 45. I feel like it goes. Okay. It's been low before, like 41. And we'd be like, wait, what? Ain't this LA? So, yeah. Yeah. But no snow? No. Like, it snowed in, like, it snowed not far from LA, though. Like, last year, it was it got really cold. And it snowed over there. I'm like, woo. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it feels like very Australia esque the the LA weather. But you guys have like winter in the summer, like yeah, don't you? Guys? Yeah. Yeah, we're cool. heading into summer now, and I'm so excited for the sun, for the and to be honest, everyone's like, you know, everyone gets used to like a cold Christmas. For us, Christmas is hot. It is so good. It's just the Aussie Christmas is so good. Wow. Mm. Okay. I hear that. Mm. That's what's up. Yeah, our, gonna... our Christmas is warm too. That's what's crazy. We usually have a warm Christmas. Like everybody be outside with their stuff that they got. Like, yeah. Where we at? Where we at? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's never like, ooh, like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, you know. Yep. Yeah. Can I ask you about your your lashes, your lash store, uh, the the lash trap? Mm-hmm. What do you want to know? I want to know what made you start it. Um, because I wanted to like do something that I could reach women and also like um get money like on my on my own, you know, without having a job, and do my music at the same time, you know. So I thought it was like a win win, but um. I never wanted to do hair. Like it wasn't for me, but the lashes was just like, I just was feeling that. Like it was like the lashes was like, I don't know. Like it was more me. It was more my, my style. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up liking it when I tried it. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do, I got fired. And then I just did a special and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Cause how long have you had those stores now? Um, so I've had my store on Slauson for five years and in February, it'll be five years. Um, and then, um, I've had just the last trap for eight years, nine years, eight years. Yeah. Eight years now. 
Mm-hmm. Wow, congratulations. That's, I mean, you're getting into like territory of like long-term successful business. Yes, yes. I'm coming through. I'm coming up on that. We survived COVID, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that was good. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to stay elevating. I'm trying to get another location, you know, and yeah, possibly what, open what do you think? Our- what do you think made it successful? Like when you look back on the journey, what do you think? Because like everyone loves the idea of starting a business. Everyone likes the idea of being their own boss. Everyone likes the idea, but like the amount of planning, the risk that it takes in terms of you got to invest money, time, energy, and you never really know. You hope that it becomes successful, but you never know. When you look back, what do you think it was that allowed you to be successful? Um. I think, like you said earlier, going back to that, the energy you put out is the energy you get back. So I always just had good energy going into my business and going into my clients. You know what I'm saying? And um, whether they was regular clients um, or celebrity clients or, you know, like first time or all the time, you know, I try to treat everybody, you know, the same, you know, whether they what no matter what they are, you know. Um, and treat them like I would want to be treated. Like, and that's what keeps the business going, honestly. And then even like my employees, I give them a lot of, um, my contractors, I I just give them a lot of freedom. I give them a lot of space. Um, I give them a lot of, you know, just perks to where they can, you know, do their thing and get their hustle on within my hustle and everybody win and everybody eat. And I just keep the same vibes going with everybody. And that's really what make it successful, honestly. Because do your contractors, do they, how does, how do they make money? Because I know, because I'm like best friends with my barber. So I know that obviously they have the, my barber has their own seat in like a, in a place and they get, obviously they pay rent, but they also make their own money through, through the shop. Is that a similar setup to Lashes? Yeah, so there's no booth rent at my store. All my um, artists are commissioned. So it's kind of like a record label for um, artists, you know what I'm saying? But lash artists, but it's not a record label. It's a beauty label, kind of, kind of, if you think about it like that. Um, I give them clients. I supply everything. I supply the place. And um, everybody makes commission off the art that they do at my store. That is such a cool way to describe it. Yeah, that's how I think of it. So, and I tie in my beauty to my music. I feel like um, I always use the term BMF, um, like the show um, and like the movement back in the day because it's like beauty, music, fashion. That's what I do. So beauty is like um, the last trap for me right now and everything that goes into that. And then music would be like just all my music and fashion is my clothing line, Squeeze In. So I have like a clothing brand called Squeeze In. We do vintage stuff. We do um, boutique stuff and we have like cut and sew and also like accessories coming soon. So basically, um, yeah, I just got an office downtown in downtown LA to, you know, turn that up in a photo studio. So basically I have like Boss Bay Studios, Boss Bay Beauty Studios. You can rent like a a booth at my store if you want to. Um, But I also have commission artists and then... Um, we have like the recording studio coming soon too. So I'm just working on everything like around, you know, me to make it just like, so my life just makes sense for like what I like to do, you know? Do you feel like that's music these days that music help facilitates or it, it helps facilitate the rest 
of the entrepreneurial spirit. Like that uh, it feels yeah. like more and more musicians are branding outside of just music. They're doing their own businesses. They're doing their own hustles. They're like really building business yes, empires. I've been, no, I've been doing this. Okay. I've been doing this when everybody was trying to get me to come to the studio and rock out and be a poor little artist. I was like, baby, I got to get this money. Okay. I'm going to do my music and I'm going to do it how I want to do it, baby. But I know for a fact I'm not going to be no broke artist. Like, I'm just, I can't see that. Like, I don't want to, at no stage of this shit, I don't want that. Um, and so I, I was able to, you know, do my business and do my business and stand on business, you know. So, and I'm still standing on business, period. Well, let me ask you, how many broke artists do you think are out there? Um, In the beginning of their artistry, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. What about people who feign money? Like I've, I obviously have spoken to many people and they're like, that money isn't all theirs. They, they pretend, but it's oh, not pretend- real. Oh, it's a yeah. lot of pretenders. But I don't know. I can't even say, I don't even pay attention. I really have to time. Don't pay attention to a lot of stuff. Cause I'm trying to like, like I said, work on the relationship like I don't go to none of the I really try not unless one of my friends sends me some blog shit I really don't go to all that stuff like I try to just stay on my shit stay focused you know that's where I'm at with it I think that is the only way you can be I mean Lil Wayne recently came out with an interview and he was saying that like I don't really listen to anyone else's music I just do my own thing because I just go into the studio and I I can't be influenced. I just do whatever I want to do and put it out. Literally, literally, yeah, I feel them. Because it's just like you can't get distracted or accidentally have something in your head that, that like, it, it, the brain is tricky. So it, it, it'll easily go in, like, and it's like, uh, no, I don't want that influence in my music. You know, I just want to do my thing. So, yeah, I feel him on that. Yeah. But me, myself, I listen to other music because I like to vibe out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, how do you feel about the music industry at the moment? You know, I think this is always a weird time. Everyone, the Spotify, you know, recaps come out and then everyone starts talking about like, yeah, well, the Spotify recap is out, but you don't make any money off Spotify and everyone hates Spotify, but then everyone promotes the Spotify recap and it's like this weird, I don't know, there's a weird energy that always comes into the back of the year and maybe I'm feeling it more this year than ever, but it feels like the music industry wants a transition, like artists want a transition to something that makes more financial sense and then there is yeah, just like this hold. The music is not making no money like that. That's why. Because um the streams, it's the streaming. Like, but I sold my project shaded. I sold it on my website for $20 and it came with like a digital booklet. So it's essentially it's like a digital product. And I sold it myself to my fans. You know what I'm saying? So people who is like proud to pay, you know what I'm saying? And I've made more money in the first week doing that than I did with the streams in the first week of the streaming. You know what I'm saying? So it just be like, it's kind of like a mind fuck, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, that's where it's at. That's where they got us. I think we need a music strike, to be honest. Like the writers did a strike. And I feel like we could get what we want a little bit more out of this situation because I just feel like a million streams, you get $5,000 like that. How does that make sense? 
because a million people want to listen to your shit just like, you know, back in the day, if a million people wanted to go pay $5 for your single, like they would go, you would get $5 from a million people. Like, and, and then everybody would split that up, you know? So I don't know, like, and it needs to be split up the right way because it's giving slavery. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I told you you can say whatever you want on this show. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, it's giving... Y'all need to get it together. We need a strike. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like we need. Yeah. How do you think that would work? I think because when I look at the the film and the writing industry, they have obviously a writer's guild. So to become a writer, you have to join the guild and it's almost like they're all, there's a community of them. Musicians. And I feel like all the musicians who are the top musicians making the top you know, doing the top shit, the A-listers, they, it needs to start there. Everybody needs to fucking strike, like, and just maybe like no music or, yeah, I don't know, maybe like no music or everybody remove their music for like a year or some crazy shit like that. I got to think it through. I haven't thought this strike through yet, but I'm, I'm in the beginning phases of getting it together. Well, this is the platform to think it through. Like we can, we can do it right here. So, I mean, because yeah. I think the the scary thing about the music industry is there are so many people who want to make it that it's easy to replace. Like it feels like at the moment that the fear that I would have about striking, unless you get as you said, all the A lists are striking, is that if there is someone who decides not to they can easily be replaced. They've got, a, I mean, everyone talks about label plants. Everyone talks about how if a label wants you to do big, they put money behind you and you will do big. And so I think that is scary for a lot of artists. You're back. I'm back, y'all. My freaking computer died. I was going to say, as soon as they started hearing about our strike talk, that's when they were like, shut that shit off. I know it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. yeah, that wasn't that crazy. Yeah, but yeah, the strike talk. And mind you, my, I thought I was plugged in. So anyway, long story short, we're gonna strike still. Don't cut us off. That's just what it is. But yeah, I need to actually go soon too, All right. <laughs> because I have another thing at two o'clock. But um, what time is it out there? Isn't it like what time is it in Australia? It's ten to eight. In the morning. Okay. Okay. So you up early with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to make your life easier by like, so I very much know I'm like you said, you got to hustle to make your dreams come true. And if all Ooh. I have to do is get up early in the morning to, to make my dreams come true, that's not a huge trade off to me. It's a fact. Yeah. Well, um, because I know you are short on time. There is only one question I do plan on the show. Um, it's it's the only question that I prepare, so um, hopefully it's a good one. But if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of, cannot be your own music, but can be any genre of music, what would it be? It would definitely be um, Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. There we yeah, go. Get, get into that. Get Why, what, is, right. what does that project mean for you? It's very motivational. It's very, um, 
it's it's a good story and it's just really motivational it'll get you going yeah well now we know why you you boss so hard is because you're listening to victory lap by by nipsey hustle um yeah i mean i think it's clearly working and then you're going to be able to do your victory lap at the end you're going to be yes i am yeah well I mean, as I said, um, obviously aware and appreciate you giving up your time to come through. We're definitely going to yeah. have to wait and see you, hopefully tour down under in Australia. Um, you can Yes, I'm coming down there. Y'all better save a seat for your girl, period, because I'm pulling up to Australia because I, I really need to come down there because I... I have... I've been, I've been supposed to come down there for a long time. I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to be going cap. Australia, I'm pulling up. We're going to do a little, we're going to turn it up. Because, um, yeah, I just have a lot of, actually, I have a lot of um supporters in Australia. Like, they be hitting me up. So, I'm like, no, I need to, I actually do need to pull up. I'm going to announce some some stuff in 2024, though. Like, I'm coming through. Awesome. Let me know. We can do this in person. We'll have zero tech issues, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, I keep telling everybody, you everyone sells out shows here everyone does because right. we australians know that when you tour it's not going to be for a while before you come back so they want to make sure that it's worth your while because if you come and you right. don't like, sell no, yeah. yeah 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 so yeah that's a good announcement for the aussies you come in 2024 um we're gonna you know once we put that out in the universe it's got to happen. It's got to be real. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> I'm coming. Okay, yeah, we're gonna well, have a good boss moment. Well, also stay tuned for a project coming early 2024 as well. Uh, obviously, uh, the one and only Narissa came through Boss Bay. Um, two EPs, as we said, came out this year: the Kitchen, the Shaded EP, most recent one. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to plug? Anything else you wanted to shout out before we wrap it up? Um, yes. Um, go ahead down to squeezein.com. S K W E E Z I N N dot com. We got some new vintage pieces on there. We got some new stuff dropping. You know, it's very cute, very chic, very sexy. Um, yeah, so pull up on us over there at Squeezing. And also um, go listen to my last few songs that I just put out. You know, go get go get in tap, tapped in with my category. I mean, you know, my catalog. Um, and yeah, just, you know, stay on your shit. Don't quit. You know, turn it up every single day, one day at a time. That's it. That's all I got for y'all. Boss Bay all day and it's fuck what I hate to say. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, even if I tried. So thank you. That's gonna keep me motivated all day. Yes. Please stay motivated. That's the that's the main ingredient. Motivation. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.